Hey everyone, and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I'm Peter, <laughs> that is Tim, who's making that weird face that completely threw me off uh, the introduction. <laughs> so, uh, we talk about horror movies on this show, and uh, w- one of the things we've been doing this year, these past couple of months, building up to October, is we've been working our way through the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise, because there's a new one coming out in October. We get a prequel to the original, not to be confused with the prequel to the remake, which already happened. Don't don't talk about timelines. <laughs> Just <laughs> well, we're getting into timeline stuff now because mm-hmm. we 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 are actually on the fifth movie in the franchise. We've done the first four, and mm-hmm. uh, Next Generation, which was the fourth one, was a was a curious oddity <laughs> uh, to say the least. But then mm-hmm. this one that we're about to talk about today is uh, the two thousand and three remake of Texas mm-hmm. Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, so big tonal shift. Big, big, you know, like, you know, the last one was 1994, it was going wacky, Matthew McConaughey was doing all sorts of weird, weird things, and then this one, 2003, 30 years since the, well, 29 actually, but you know, it's close enough, 30 years since the original film came out, uh, and this was kind of in the early days of the remake boom, this was one of the sort of the early ones that, because the, the sad part is, is we're now at a point where like I think almost my entire top ten horror movies of all time, I think I have to specify that, that, that it's the original after each one. Uh, Most yeah. of them anyway. Like, I'm like, Halloween, the original. <laughs> Dawn of the Dead, the original. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, it's the whole list. Is like, I, I need to specify now because they've all been remade, which is infuriating. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's what we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm just going to give you a spoiler warning just now. I, I don't think uh, there's much worse than us dancing around too much. I, so. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a pretty straightforward movie. I don't think there's any big surprises or like anything you really give away. Yeah, obviously, once we get towards the end, we will spoil the ending, but we, we typically <laughs> go through an order, kind of, more or less. I at least won't do that first if you want to hear a little bit of it. But <laughs> So, it's, you know... Similar to a point with the original, we have you know a group of five characters in a van traveling through Texas. Uh, there is a hitchhiker, or the hitchhiker themselves is very different uh, compared mm-hmm. to the hitchhiker in the original film. But lo and behold, they end up encountering a weird family and Leatherface himself with the chainsaw. And just like the original film, there is only one death by chainsaw. <laughs> it's, it's almost yeah. like a, a dark joke at this point that there's never more than one or two deaths by chainsaw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was kind of actually on a li- little bit more of a lookout to because we I think we had mentioned in you know some of the last ones about how yeah it is kind of a, a joke at this point. I and... mean, I'm just saying like this is the fifth Texas Chainsaw movie, and mm-hmm. we have maybe what like six or seven total chainsaw kills after five movies. That's you know for five massacres, mm-hmm. that's not a whole lot. <laughs> I mean, if that, uh, I mean, definitely the chainsaw you know is brandished. Yeah, a, a lot in this movie. Um, yeah, actually, I will, no, not, not even... Yeah, like, I, will, I will say the one thing it does with the chainsaw in this movie, it always treats the start of the noise like a big thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it always, you know, always, you always hear it start, and it's always revving, and it's like, and it's like, okay, Leatherface yeah. is coming. It's almost like, here's the music for Leatherface, it's just the chainsaw noise. And uh, I would actually say this movie doesn't have a ton of Leatherface in it. Uh, I felt like... Um, uh, he definitely does feel like a big presence, though, once you know he is on screen. Oh, yeah, compared to the last one where he was basically just ignored for yeah. most <laughs> of it, yeah. Uh, 
So, I mean, I guess I'll ask the question that I normally mm-hmm. ask. Tim, mm-hmm. do you like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003? So, you know... <laughs> you, know it's going remake... to be a good, you know it's going to be a good answer when I ask that, and instead of yes or no, it's just... So, you... Well, I just want to say that, you know, remakes are usually... You know, something I think on, on the same page, you know, we're not the biggest fans of. Usually they, they seem kind of pointless, worried against it. And yeah, maybe this wasn't really necessary, but I actually don't mind it. Um, I, you know, don't like it as much as the original, but uh, I really don't have a problem uh, with this movie. I'd say uh, I'd say I like it. You know, I don't love it. I'm not crazy about about it. But um, I mean, to be honest, though, it's not like. Uh, you know, this movie ha- or this franchise had a ton, you know, of great offerings in it. Like, you know, the first one is amazing. Love it. Uh, you know, the second one was a lot of goofy fun. But then after that, you know, it, so there wasn't really much else. And uh, I don't think this movie is bad at all. Hmm. Interesting. I, it's funny. I, I hadn't seen this probably since around the time it came out. Yeah. Look, I don't think I've watched it since. This is the first time I've watched it in a long time. And I remember thinking it was okay. I, I, I didn't remember hating it, I did, I, and I, I didn't remember having like, this anger to it or anything like that. I didn't remember loving it. I just remember it being okay. I remembered a couple of moments, and that that was pretty much it. So I was really curious getting into it this time to see, like, oh, how would I feel about it? Like, how am I going to feel watching this now, especially since that I've refreshed my mind in the first one, the second one, seen the third one for the first time recently, <laughs> and then Next Generation. Now, I was fairly confident going in that I was probably going to think it was better than The Next Generation, because The Next Generation was right. an absolute piece of garbage. Mm-hmm. This... I, don't, I think you're more positive than I am. I think I am... I think I am right down the middle. I think I'm mm-hmm. right on that average line, and uh, by that I mean I don't really like it. I don't, but I'm not angry at it either. I don't hate this. I don't. It's not like some other it, remakes where I am livid that it has the the you know the the gall to exist. Like I don't feel that way about it. Yeah, like I, it's like it's harmless, you know. It's and and maybe it's because you know I'm not a huge you know uh, Texas Chainsaw fanboy. Like I like. Again, you know, the first two movies quite a bit, but it's not like, oh, this is my franchise. Leatherface is my boy. You know, how dare they touch them? Like, maybe if I had stronger feelings on the series, uh, you know, I'd, I'd be angrier about it. But, yeah, it, it's do, just kind of there. Do, do you know what kind of works in its favor, right? Is mm-hmm. that, with the, exception of the, with, with, with the exception of the fact that this, they set it in 1973, right? Because mm-hmm. it's not the same characters. It's not like there's a Franklin character like there's no you know you know <laughs> thankfully but with the exception that they set it in 1973 you could have easily just called this texas chainsaw massacre you know pick a subtitle or just call it number five whatever you want to do sure. and yeah. it it would be the fifth one like, like there's nothing yeah. it's i mean don't get me wrong yeah there's all these family characters that weren't around before but they've already done that like the fourth movie already had a bunch of new family characters the third yeah, one it- had a whole bunch of new family. Like they've, they've been re- they've basically been ignoring their own continuity with that stuff anyway as they've been going through the sequels. Yeah. At this point, that's kind of like a, a trope in the series where it's like, yeah, each one we're going to be introduced to more and more people in whatever town we're in. That's like 
you know, either part of the family or somehow associated with this family. Exactly. So, honestly, like, other than the fact that it's set in 1973, there's actually... Mm. Which, don't get me wrong, I, I get why, like... Yeah, sure, if you set it present day, like, okay, why is no one got a, a phone on them, kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, there would be some plot things you maybe have to rejigger or maybe just set it a little bit earlier, mm. just so you, you get around that stuff. But, honestly, like, other than that, it could just be another sequel. Um, yeah. Now, admittedly, obviously, maybe there's too many similarities to the, the first one, because there's, a, there's a, some key moments that they, they do reuse. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it kind of feels like a slasher movie sequel where it's just, it's roughly the same, like, you know, Friday the 13th, 3 to 2, roughly the same plot, but with different key moments and kills and stuff. I bet they're probably just afraid of, you know, you know, people being hesitant if they see a 5 in the title or, you know, something like that. Well, that that's, the, that's the whole thing with remakes, that's, that's, that's kind of why they exist, is because, yeah. oh, we can, we can have the name recognition, but we don't want to scare new people off because they think it, they need to see the previous one, so we'll just have remakes of everything and that's and it's a shame it's kind of because for the most part as much as this one's relatively inoffensive mm-hmm. uh, a lot of them are not <laughs> so i mean if uh if you're going by if you're doing a list of remakes i think this would definitely be you know if not you know the number one pretty high to the top oh it's not number one. Oh, come on now number one's actually a fantastic film I don't know, what, are you going to say The Thing or something? Oh no, I wasn't counting that, I'm kind of just counting it from like the 2000 or, well you know, these horror remakes that started around this time mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah, up until present day mm. Look at him thinking, right. he, wants to, he wants to try and guess what I'm talking about what remake is borderline masterpiece mm. I don't oh, know, I don't know if trying. I can he's really trying think. <laughs> what is that, I can't think of it Maniac. Uh, Maniac is pretty good. I'll uh, give that see, one to you. See, yeah. there you go. Peter's right. But, That's the lesson here. <laughs> but like in terms of, you know, uh, I, I'm thinking more like, you know, the kind of like the big franchise things like, you know, the Nightmare remake or Halloween <laughs> remake. Um, oh, sure. Right. Yeah, beats them. Like, um, that said, though. I mean, obviously, we'll find out when we eventually get to it when we do the franchise. But I do, I do think I like the Friday the Thirteenth one a bit more than this. Like, I actually think I like that because with that one, I'd make the same argument. Is it other than a little bit of the remake stuff at the start? It could just be another sequel. Jason's yeah. Jason's killing a bunch of kids. That's kind of what most of those were. <laughs> like, you could just yeah. keep doing that. It's fine. So yeah, yeah, that's it's, you know whatever. Um, admittedly again that's one I've not seen since it came out so when we do that mm-hmm. eventually it'll be interesting again to go in and see it again with fresh eyes you know time to think about it and how do I feel about it now but yeah. um, I will say this movie does kind of miss the point a little bit though it okay. does feel like a kind of glossy version of the original movie and it kind of it's like, it's like it's trying so hard to emulate the grime by making everything dirty and it's desaturated and it has this kind of feeling to it but it, it feels yeah. like they're trying to create the feeling without really understanding and it's not surprising that this movie came from a music video director now don't get me wrong of course <laughs> several music video directors have went on to become great mm-hmm. filmmakers that's not like that's not to say yeah. that they all end up being bad but this one feels like he's still directing it like a music video without really understanding the or not understanding but transitioning to the, the mm-hmm. new medium properly 
the like all the sets and stuff they look really gross and dirty but in a, a manufactured. very manufactured yeah that's yeah. the word that's exactly <laughs> the word i was going to use it's very manufactured it feels just too perfectly grimy <laughs> uh, and it feels kind of phony as a result and that that was and the other thing that i actually think one of the biggest problems with this movie is the music oh, okay and it's not that the music itself in and of itself is bad, badly composed by any means. It's just mm-hmm. it does that thing where instead of enhancing what's going on, it feels the need to like hold your hand and tell you how to feel with every single thing. Like yeah. the, the best example I've got for you is right at the start of the movie. It's when they pick up the hitchhiker, the girl, and mm-hmm. she, of course, is like scared because she's obviously ran away from the family, and then she eventually mm-hmm. kills herself. One of the, the, the first creepy things she says. Uh, it's like out of the ordinary and she just kind of mutters they're all dead and as soon as she says that line the music goes and it's like you know what that was a creepy line on its own you actually ruined it with the music sting like without the music yeah. sting if that was just in there and you had to like suffer with the silence that would be way more creepy and uncomfortable but as because of the music sting and because of the, all the quick edits it just feels <laughs> like when i say quick edits it's not saw level and you know we may have already watched another saw movie that we're recording right after this and okay. so when i say quick edits I, i'm not talking saw level of quick edits but just quick enough that it's not really letting, like i feel like the director here didn't trust mm-hmm. himself to like, linger on shots mm. for a long time and there's, there's a lot of quick edits a lot of it, it, it's a horror movie that the music is reiterating everything that's happening on screen and it's almost mm. obnoxious at times and how it does that and then the the filmmaking the actual you know the, the editing and the cinematography well there's actually some really nice shots in it there's a couple of really nice stuff there's, there's like you know jessica beale who plays the the main character she's wandering out in the woods as the sunset and then there's like all these she's almost silhouette mm. and there's all these beams of light and it looks really nice and there's there's examples yeah. of nice shots but the way they're cut together and the way it doesn't it, it kind of it was actually kind of a fascinating watching like how some of the shots are so beautiful but then there's a lack of actual tension there's a lack of actual mm-hmm. creepy build because it's not building in the way it should it's just, it really feels like the director doesn't understand how to build that feeling of dread it's just kind of missing uh, and because of that whenever characters show up whenever whenever Leatherface shows up it's mm. mostly just not that I mean I'm never scared by these type of things but it's never it's never got that feeling to it it, mm. it just it feels like it's going through the motions like it doesn't really understand how to make a horror movie so it just feels like it's checking all the boxes without really understanding how they work and especially if you were to do a side by side like if he did a split screen of like Leatherface's first appearance in the original movie and this movie, they'd be so different. Like, you know, the first movie is just such a, you know, like shock, like out of nowhere. And, and again, it's, uh, I don't even remember. I don't think there was like any music or if, if so, it was like nope. very subtle. And, and then, no yeah, music. but to hear. And do you know what it is? Is it still meant to be the same moment because he gets hit in the head and then he gets dragged behind the door and he slams the, you know, it's a sliding metal door again and he shuts it. So it's yeah. playing the exact same moment, but they're handled so differently. Like, one of the great touches in the first one is the, the guy who gets killed, I don't know if you remember this, but he kind of trips, he kind of trips into the opening mm-hmm. of the doorway and then he looks up and he sees Leatherface and Leatherface just, like, you know, hammers him in the head. Yeah. And he just, like, quickly shuts the door and it's this, <laughs> it's very visceral. Whereas yeah. this is, like, 
It's this low angle, and there's all this headroom above the actor, <laughs> so you know someone, something's going to be there. Like later yeah. in the shot, it's so choreographed. And then Leno Face shows up and he hits him in the head, and then he drags him, and it takes a little bit of time to get him to the door, and then he gets him behind the door. And then, simple little thing, the sound effect for the door is just not as powerful. Like in the original yeah. movie, it feels like it feels like he's just slammed like a like a giant like door for like a nuclear like reactor or something. There's something that's meant to yeah. keep out a bomb. Whereas here it's just like a sort of normal door. Just slide it. Yeah. <laughs> and again, all that is is a sound effect. That's the only thing that I felt was missing there. Uh, and it just I don't know. It's yeah. It, do you know what I think it is as well? I think you know I mentioned how it's all desaturated. Like, you know, they've taken mm-hmm. a lot of colour out so everything's very kinda almost monotone and uh, not monotone, mm-hmm. monochrome, sorry. I barely speak today. But it's got that yellow tint to it. It's yeah. almost like Doing that on top of making everything look grimy actually kind of takes away from it. Like, the griminess sticks out in the original because everything else is actually normal looking. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels kind of natural. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just, I think there's a lot of misguided things in this. I don't hate it, <laughs> but as I was watching it this time, there was a lot more things that were really bugging me. I was a little excited to watch it. Uh, like you said, um, I I think I had seen it more recently than you, but it's still been a while, you know, for me. Like I probably watched it like some random year in like you know two thousand seven, two thousand eight, or or something. I I think I still had like the DVD when I lived back home, so I probably watched it again at some point. But um, it, it had been a while, and again, I had memories of liking it, so I was fond to to rewatch it. And um, and yeah, like after rewatching, I wasn't mad. I wasn't like, oh, that sucks so much. But I am kind of like. Yeah, I'm good with, like, I don't need to see it again. Uh, Yeah, I feel the same. I feel like I'm never going to watch this again now. I feel like, in my head, I remembered it being kind of decent. After Mm -hmm. watching it, I'm like, it's it's relatively competent. It's it's like, uh, it's very workman. Like, it kind of just does what it's supposed to without really pissing me off, but without ever actually achieving any of the, the feeling or the effect or... Any yeah. of that kind of thing, because I, I think the cast are okay. I mean, I think the cast are fine. I f- I feel like they're pretty boring. Like other than you know Jessica Biel, I really didn't care for any of the characters. Oh, I didn't care about any of them. I, I, I wasn't talking about the character. I was talking about the cast. Like, oh uh, yeah, I, I mean yeah, they're fine. Like none yeah. of them are bad actors or anything. Yeah, like, at least like I think they're at least somewhat memorable between each other not, not like after the movie like they're all pretty forgettable in that sense but i just mean like you, you remember there's a sort of jockey looking one there's a sort of more nerdy yeah. guy and like they're kind of distinct in that sense uh which isn't too hard obviously but it's appreciated think, yeah and i think this is kind of um a uh i mean it's not just this movie you can say it pretty much i think for a lot of movies and like this time period uh, up until like today even still where it's just like the cast is just like uh you know just a bunch of you know really attractive people but no one with any like you know big standout personalities that's that's fair i mean they're they're better than say i don't know the first annabelle sure yeah like like something like that or like ouija like yeah they're definitely better than like those people but still at the same time I wasn't watching this thinking you should be modeling like couches or right or you know like appliances like you're not you know you're not the stock image people at the very least yeah. uh, and obviously Jessica Biel is not bad like she's she's no, she's yeah. fine 
Um, mm-hmm. And of course, it's playing up to the series roots by her, or you know, the, the slasher movie sleazy roots by like she's in this tight top the entire time, and it's very yeah. playing up on the sexuality a little bit because uh, it, it does I, the ass shot, of course. You know, the the, the, <laughs> the, the low tracking ass shot, which you know was a big yeah. moment in the original. Um, and I'll actually say that uh, that I liked the like everyone that played the um, you know like hillbillies weirdo you know, mm. townsfolk people. I thought they all did a pretty good job. I mean, yeah. Um, uh, our, our, our Arlie Emmy. Yeah, he, yeah. He's, uh, he's he's not bad, obviously. He's mm-hmm. probably the standout. Uh, I, I think Leatherface looks not bad. Like, I think the mask looks okay. It has yeah. a sort of imposing look to him, so I can appreciate that. Uh, it definitely feels like a 2003 version of Leatherface. It, it does. It really does. <laughs> but that is much better than the next generation version of Leatherface mm-hmm. by a yeah. male so no, that's that is very very good. Um, also, a side note: uh, the the first guy to die, the sort of main boyfriend character, is played by Eric Kemper. Balfour. Oh, Kemper, yeah, that's his name. Yeah. But he's uh, played by Eric Balfour, who of course was uh, played Jesse in the hit television show Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, he was. He, was, was... he was in the first two episodes. Yeah, that's uh. Yeah, that oh, that's a real <laughs> deep cut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, and the funny thing is, I remember knowing that is because I was already a Buffy fan in 2003. Mm-hmm. That's the show ended. Uh, but I remember seeing him and going, "Oh, that's Jesse from Buffy." Huh. Yeah. So there you go. Mm. Um, so now, uh, let's on. talk yeah. about the opening shot real quick. Um, like with the the hitchhiker and everything. Um, it, it kind of okay. annoyed yeah. me. Uh, rewatching this, where like it's this thing in movies that bugs me, where I kind of feel like you know sometimes people are just cryptic for the sake of being cryptic. Like they they pick her up and yeah, you know, they're kind of like oh like do you need us to drop you off somewhere? And all she's like you know like everyone's dead, like we're all gonna die. Like no, don't go there. Like what are you doing? But like I know she's been through a hugely traumatic thing, but why doesn't she just say like listen, this is really messed up, but, like, there are crazy people out there. Don't go this way. Let's turn around. Get, like... <laughs> I get the complaint, but I know the answer is she's in shock. Like, that's the, yeah. that's the answer. And, obviously, one of the things in the movie does, uh, I'm not sure how successful it does, but later on in the movie, like, Jessica Biel's character does the same thing, that she eventually... She's the one oh, yeah. who ran from it, and she gets mm-hmm. picked up by someone, and she can barely speak... Like so, I get what it's trying to do there, um, but this is clearly a pet peeve of yours, so I can't really, <laughs> I can't really defend it's it. It's just much a little, yeah, like it's just a little frustrating. Like I understand, like you being in shock for a little bit, but at some point, you know, like at, at least, like she didn't have to kill herself. Like at least she could have been like, all right, all right, all right, like all right, calm down, try to explain it or something. No, um, it did lead to a cool shot though, which I, I thought. What was a cool shot? When she shoots herself, and then you get the you know it, uh, what do you want to call it? Zooms out or whatever, and goes through her bullet hole. Zoom. It it tracks out. Tim. It tracks. <laughs> whatever. Out. <laughs> Film school uh, boy. <laughs> um, interestingly enough, uh, during that shot, because it goes through the, the 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 hole in the window, you know, the back window, <laughs> the the van where the bullet went out. Uh, f- to do that shot, because obviously the camera can't actually go through that. Uh, mm-hmm. the back of the the back window of the van and part of the roof was completely missing and then it was added back in the CG. Oh, interesting. 
I actually remember that from watching the making of documentary back <laughs> when I got the DVD, like back yeah. in like 2003, 2004, whenever I got it. Mm. Uh, that's just a, a factoid I remember from that for some reason. But I, I think that holds up as still being pretty cool. I wasn't as wowed as it, you know, as it was back in the day, but I, I still think it's interesting. Well, that's, that's okay. I will say, actually, mentioning the, the extras, uh, the extras on the DVD and the Blu-ray are actually really like plentiful. Like there's. Mm-hmm. There's like a, a making of documentary which is like way over an hour. Like it's a pretty meaty one. Uh, there's deleted mm-hmm. scenes. There's three audio commentary tracks. Oh wow! Um, yeah, and some deleted, you know, and some other bits and pieces. So it's just there's a pretty good package actually. If you if you like the movie, so mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, oh, I, probably... that's the other thing actually. There's a thirty minute documentary on Ed Gein as well, which I remember watching Ooh. that. That's quite that's quite interesting. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, I. Um... I'd be interested in checking some of those out, but uh, I, I feel like the only way I'd probably buy this movie again is if they ever put out a, you know, nice box set or something. Mm, which uh, yeah, I, can, I get you. Which I don't know. I'm at, at this point. I'm like depressed that a lot of the <laughs> a lot of the big nice box sets that I want probably won't come out because of all oh. the rights issues and that. Mm-hmm. Every, every all all the movies are owned by different companies, so it's it's not impossible, but it's highly unlikely. I just don't get why people can't work together. Why can't we all just get along? Yeah. <laughs> what was I say? Oh, yeah. So you mentioned obviously you mentioned the opening scene, but that actually mm. isn't the opening. scene. I mean, it's the opening scene oh, of the right. main part of the story. But there's a mm. instead of the text crawl, uh, we have the voice speaking and kind of saying a similar thing, but it happens over like crime scene photos and a little bit of footage, mm-hmm. uh, and we get the famous sort of the the camera sound effect you know the, and it's, yeah. it's I, I think of specifically the Texas Chainsaw Massacre with this mm. kind, of, <laughs> kind of sound effect and yeah, uh, yeah I like that I actually I, I, I like the whole idea it almost it was it was treating it like it was a a documentary almost mm-hmm. for a minute and then it and, cut to the movie and I almost yeah. felt like ah but that documentary had a really good tone to it like I I, I almost mm. would like a like a hard like crime documentary version of a Texas Chainsaw movie where it actually is like them following up like after the fact. So I think that could be fun. That could that could be interesting. Uh and normally I'm not, you know, for found footage stuff, but that might be an interesting way of doing a found footage movie of you know, this Cause, kind of thing. Because I think the the the, the kinda tell sign for me that like how much I found that more interesting in this movie is that during during that opening bit? It's in black and white, and like, the cops going down the stairs, like, and he's he's, like, he's going to the basement, and mm-hmm. he's like, you can see there's scratch marks on the wall here, and oh, that's a bit of a human nail sticking out of that that end of that mm-hmm. scratch mark, and that was like really creepy. And I was like, oh man, that's pure interesting. And then later on in the movie, when you actually see that scene of like the guy being dragged down, it's just kind of almost boring. It's okay, like it doesn't really do anything. Yeah, and it's kind of annoying the way because they focus on it so much. It's like, oh, this would have been like better if it was more subtle. And then, you know, you just kind of catch it and be like, oh, hey, that was like from the beginning of the movie. Instead of like zooming in on it and then like slowing, like it was yeah. almost like slow motion. Like, all right, yeah, we get it. Yeah, it was almost. It was almost like again, not quite saw, but similar to saw <laughs> in the sort of the quick cut to the close-up and then back yeah. out. Like, yeah, it was very, like, here it is, just in case you didn't realise that this was what that was talking about at the start of the movie. Let's just throw it in your face. And that, that's kind yeah. of a big thing with the movie, is they don't really trust the audience to, like, just accept, yeah. you know, go along with what's happening. It has to, with the music, with these yeah. close-ups of things that don't really need close-ups, and yeah. I don't know, it's just, it feels like, 
it's okay, but it's very generic. It feels of its time. It feels mid two thousands. Absolutely, it feels that thing. Even the whole desaturated thing again. It's very saw. Very, and I know saw was a year later, but my point is, is that was kind of that era. Like a lot. I, of horror... I do. Yeah, I feel like this kind of sets the tone for a lot of similar movies that we see in the mid to late two thousands. And this might have been the one that kicked it off actually, because this did quite well, if I remember right. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think on the DVD it says uh, I'm like num- the number one movie in America, <laughs> which it's it's kind of funny that even if you just you have one good weekend and you, you're number one, like they, they like to put that yeah. in the you know on the future of DVDs and stuff like number one movie in America is like yeah for one weekend, not really saying much. No, uh, just real quick before we're completely like off the beginning, I, okay. I, I might have mentioned this on the first uh, Texas review that we did, but uh, I can't help but think of um, I was uh, not, I forget if I was a, a senior or a junior in high oh. school. Hold on, time just to pause. Second great remake, Evil Dead. Oh, okay, yeah, I, I'll give you that one. I, I like that one quite a bit. That's two. So, uh, I I remember vividly me and my friend like trying so hard to uh, convince this uh, other friend of ours that um, that opening footage was not real footage, like because uh, you know, like I I feel like there was a, a thing going around for a while that oh Texas Chainsaw is based on a true story, which yeah, there's the Ed Gein connection, but that's a very very loose like. Hmm. You know, they took some inspiration from. Uh, but I do remember some people being like, oh, no, it is a true story. And specifically, I, re- I remember um, yeah, this one girl and me and my friends like were trying to like, no, that's not <laughs> – that stuff in the beginning is not real footage. She's like, no, it is. It's like real police footage that they put in the movie. <laughs> yeah, so when we go back to it at the end and we see the cop die, yeah, that's real footage. <laughs> they, put, they put a real murder. Uh, at the end of the movie which just nicely freeze frames on Leatherface's face yeah yeah that's real sure why are people so stupid I uh, I don't know <laughs> I do feel like definitely um, I, I don't think you can really get away with that kind of stuff now like the, like the internet really wasn't the internet back then so uh, I, I don't know I, I feel like you'd well, still be pretty it, naive to think that that's true, but at the same time, uh, I don't know, stuff like that and like Blair Witch came out at a time where, well, okay, yeah, I can see it convincing some to, people. To, to be fair, the internet was, I'd say it was in its adolescence, or arguably it's still in its adolescence, but it was further along than not quite what it is because, and the reason why I'm bringing that up, the reason why I'm pulling you up on that statement is because this movie has a cameo from, and if you remember who this is, I'll. Oh, I'll, yeah. Harry Knowles from Ain't It Kill News, cool news. Which is that even a thing anymore? Is Ain't It Kill News like still I like... I never hear about it. Yeah, neither uh, do I, so I'm not sure, but like he's 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 a decapitated head in one yeah. scene briefly. Because sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, I completely forgot about that, but it was funny watching the movie and being like, Oh hey, wait a minute. I know that guy. <laughs> So, I mentioned Evil Dead, and the reason why I thought of Evil Dead, because Evil Dead shares a, a thing with this, right? Uh, and I, I kind of mentioned it earlier, but I just I want to give it props for something. It did at least realise that remaking the movie with all the same characters probably would have just felt redundant. So, they okay. you know, they went out of their way to do their own characters. Now, don't get me wrong, Evil Dead did it much better. It was just a much better mm-hmm. movie overall. But, at least here I can give them credit. They didn't try to do Franklin and Sally mm-hmm. and 
you know, the, the same characters we had. I mean, yeah. arguably they were not that iconic anyway. Like, you, you don't remember Texas Chainsaw Massacre for those characters, whereas Evil Dead, you're like, you know, it's Ash. Yeah. So doing a new Ash would have felt weird, and so they went a different route, and that's that's cool. So at the very least, mm-hmm. they, they, they did kind of do that, and they, they, they were aware enough to, to avoid it. And, you know, I, at least the best part of the movie is probably the... the 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 final like chase into the uh you know the the, the slaughterhouse yeah like that's actually quite a fun idea like you know they never did that mm. in the original uh but it's because I think the original talked about slaughterhouses a lot more but you never actually went to one yeah uh, whereas here they almost never really talked about it but then you get to the slaughterhouse and she's hiding in like the big carcass mm-hmm. the big cow carcass uh mm-hmm. and all the stuff so there was some fun stuff um and she's hiding in the locker and like that that shot looking through the the vents in the locker. Yeah, that was a good shot. Like, I mean, like I yeah. say, the scene wasn't built well enough to really feel the the dread of the situation. Mm-hmm. But you know, again, there was individual shots within the scenes that were actually quite pretty and you know choreographed and whatnot. So, yeah, uh, I I was actually kind of surprised. That, like, the movie's not super long. Like, it it's but a little over ninety minutes or so. Yeah, but ninety five, I think. Uh, and uh, it, it it felt a little slower to me than I remembered. Like, uh, it, it does feel like a while before, you know, people kind of start going missing or, you know, again, or until you get, like, Leatherface or, or anything. Like, there's definitely interesting and, you know, like, some creepy stuff mm. beforehand. But, uh, the, I don't know, I, I, and, in my head, I, I thought it had a kind of a quicker pace. Interestingly, I think that actually lines up with the original quite a bit. Like, I think the original mm-hmm. there was not, not a lot happening for a while. I mean, I guess you've got the Hitchhiker scene, which kind of gives it something. Whereas here, mm-hmm. the Hitchhiker thing is a little bit different. It's just kind of there to give them an excuse to stop. Uh, I do want to pick apart though the fact that every single person they run into in this town is part of the family. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're in the diner. The sheriff, although he's not really the sheriff. Although I think I might be just getting that from the, the prequel. Like I don't know if it's actually revealed in this one that he's not really the sheriff. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, uh, but you know, you, you got the two ladies in the trailer with the baby, mm-hmm. and like you know, every single person she runs into, part of the family. Yeah. So. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's a little strange, but uh, I'm actually like. That doesn't really bother me that much. Oh, um, and the, the kid as well. There's a, there's yeah. a kid. There's a kid in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I always forget about him. Um, but I, I mean, I kind of actually, you know, I'll say I kind of like that. That you know, um, I, I mean, it would be weird if it's a. We don't know how big this town is, but I'm assuming it's really, really, really small. Like, oh sure, yeah, it'll be tiny. Know, um, like it would be weird if it's like oh like yeah a town of like a thousand people or something, um, but I, I think it's kind of interesting that it's like oh we always have that thing in these movies where they run into someone who later you know you find out is part of the family and this it's like oh well guess what everyone is in on it, um, and yeah. and I and I thought everyone like you know did a good job of being you know creepy like the. Um, yeah, that scene where yeah she runs into the trailer and you have the uh, I forget like the the lady like um the bigger lady and the like kind of the mother the lady with the baby like I was like oh like you know they did a good job of, like oh they they're kind of weird and there's something off about them uh, I, I don't know I thought it had a a nice we- weird southern charm to it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
charms, maybe not the word I would use <laughs> to describe anything in this movie, but yeah, sure, sure. Uh, so, so we have all that. Uh, I guess in terms of kills, in terms of, of things, uh, only one chainsaw kill, and it's a kind of... It's, it's okay, honestly. Like there is a there's, there's a decent amount of like gore and like violence in the rest of the movie. I actually thought the chainsaw kill, where the guy's like hanging up from the chandelier and he like he kills him from like you know the groin up. Uh, oh, yeah. I thought that was like oddly like kind of not censored, but like it cuts away and you don't really see it. Mm-hmm. And I, and I remembered that being more like vivid in my head. Like I remember that being more like uh, sort brutal. Of, brutal you know you actually see some of it and you don't it just kind of cuts away uh but so that's okay the other guy gets his leg cut off and he gets put in the hook kind of like the original movie although the actual death comes from uh jessica biel stabbing him because he wants to die (laughs) Uh, which by the way he died really quick from that that stabbing yeah it's just one stab and then he just immediately goes limp it's like This I felt a little bit. Yeah, I know he's already got a hook in his back, and I know he's already got his leg cut off. So he's probably lost blood from that, and all sorts of shenanigans as the jets fly over Tim. <laughs> um, but so that was okay. I and obviously there's not a, a lot of like really memorable like there's not kills in it. I think, yeah, the the best. Yeah, the, the leg cutting off when they're running through like the, uh, the you know the the laundry, the sheets, and, this, this hanging yeah, up. Like, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, it's hard to like the like you said the the ending kind of chasing with Jessica Biel is cool. But I mean, other than that, yeah, the, the location is fun. It, you know, it's reminiscent of say, like, I don't know. Like you know, like the end of a ter- the Terminator when she runs into that factory. So it's this interesting yeah. location. So they're, they're hiding between all these different things, and here it's the slaughterhouse, and it's relevant to the themes of the movie. So it kind of works, and it's kind of cool. But uh, like the, the tension's not there because like, I just I just mentioned when she she stabs the guy who's on the hook, and mm-hmm. the music again, the music being so obvious, the music pure swells up, and it's this big dramatic mm-hmm. moment, and I'm like. It just feels phony because I don't actually care about these characters, but you're playing the music as if this is like, oh no, she just had to kill like her best friend. Oh my god, how can we yeah. do this? And I don't feel it, so the music just kind of like, it it almost just reinforces the fact that I know I don't feel it. It's like pointing yeah. out that I don't care because it's mm. it's pretending that I do, and that bothers me because it feels, uh, you know, just it feels it's untrue. supposed to be impactful, but yeah. So, so it has the the reverse effect. The most tense it ever gets, honestly, mm-hmm. is probably when uh, Arlie Army is a uh, he's, he's pretending to be the sheriff, and mm-hmm. he's got the the three who are still at the van, and he's got them all lying down, and he takes the nerdy kid, and I'm just mm-hmm. saying nerdy because he's he's skinny and he's got glasses. I'm just using nerdy because yeah. I don't have another name for him. Uh, I can he, play. He's definitely yeah. He's supposed to be kind of like the goofy. Yeah, nerdier, maybe a little bit comic relief kind of character. Yeah, and he takes him into the van, and he insists on him showing him, and he he gets very scared uh, mm. because this is very intimidating. And he he's like, "Show me how she killed herself," you know, the hitchhiker. Mm. And he's like, oh, "Take the gun, show me." And he points it to his his chin, and then he says, "No, no, no, it wasn't in the chin. I, I could, there was no hole in her her chin. Yeah. Put it in your mouth." And that that scene I thought was relatively tense, but I think a lot yeah. of that was mainly because. The acting. And not just... I mean, Ermie was really good, but I even think the kid who was acting scared, I think he was an okay job. So that, that scene I thought was pretty tense, but that was, yeah, that, was I, that was about it. Yeah, I actually like those scenes. And then even, you know, when he... 
you know, uh, decides to take him in, like he's under arrest and he's driving them back. And that was, good you know, uh, uh, yeah, he like <laughs> hits him in the face with a, a bottle and, uh, and that and stuff. Uh, I, I thought that stuff was good, but again, it's like, you, you don't want that to be like the standout scene in a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> I mean, it can be a standout scene. The problem is, though, is nothing else even kind of rivals it. Nothing like yeah. nothing with Leatherface kind of holds up to that. Like Ermy's character is very much the the memorable part of the movie, and yeah. I mean that. I mean that's it's good. I mean he's great in it, but it's it it just it kind of points out how lacking the tension is in the rest of the movie. And I think the reason why it's tense beyond his acting is just the idea of like someone you're supposed to be able to trust, like you know. You know the police that like you're supposed to. They're supposed to be there to help you. The idea of mm-hmm. him perverting that and using that authority to, you know, turn you into a victim like that is actually like you know real kind of horror and it's kind of it hits yeah. a chord because of that. I think. Uh, whereas the rest of it, it's just not shot well enough and it's not presented well enough to actually make mm-hmm. Leatherface intimidating all that much. So yeah. it's a shame in that extent. And at the end, so Bill runs away. She, she actually cuts off Leatherface's arm. Mm-hmm. She cuts off a whole arm. <laughs> Any thoughts, Tim? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know why they would do that. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I, I mean, it makes for a brutal moment. Uh, mm. it, it almost feels like they were not really thinking about sequels, though. It's like you know, you're going to have a one arm yeah. Leatherface for the rest of these movies. It's pretty hard. Which, to of hold course, which of course they tackled that by going with a prequel next instead of a sequel, as as you mm. well, well know. Uh, but yeah, so no, so he gets his arm cut off, and she runs. She ends up like in the truck, like the hitchhiker at the start, like being kind of delirious and not making much mm-hmm. sense. He pulls over at the sort of the diner that the the woman owns, and the whole family's there, mm-hmm. all in Leatherface, because he's, you know, he's just had his arm cut off. Um, she actually mm-hmm. sneaks in and grabs the baby that was kidnapped mm-hmm. from previous victims, and the movie ends with her driving off with the baby before we. Uh, Obviously, there's one final jump scare, of course, because Leatherface, you know, mm. chainsaws the side of the car as she's driving away. Yeah, and she runs over uh, Arlie Army even before she leaves. Oh yeah, she she runs yeah. over him, then backs up and runs over him again to make sure he's dead. Yeah. So that's how so, it ends. It, yeah, so um, not a horrible ending, I guess. Um, but yeah, again, it just kind of leaves you in this very. Or I mean, at least for me, it just left me in this very like neutral state of like, okay. <laughs> I, and I agree. I was kind of like, yeah, that was a movie, yeah. which is almost worse than just like hating it and thinking it's bad because it doesn't really. It's not even eliciting a reaction. It's just kind of like, yep, that existed. That was a thing. Yeah, because if if there's something like a, you know, uh, like if there's a really bad, you know, nightmare or Friday the Thirteenth sequel that's over the top horrible you might still want to rewatch it just out of the goofiness or sheer craziness of it um but yeah when it's just kind of middle of the road like unless you're doing like a hey we need a, a marathon where you watch every single texas chainsaw massacre like there, there isn't yeah much of a point of need to rewatch it no and i mean if i'm going to give it compliments if i'm going to say is it does it do anything better than the original um, I don't know if I'd say it does anything better, but I will say mm. there's at least a couple of things that the original had that was, I would say, is a negative, and this one mm. kind of avoids a couple of things. It doesn't have anyone as annoying as Franklin, so that's that's a plus. Sure. And secondly, 
one fault I would give the original is that once Sally's being chased by Leatherface, there's a lot mm. of just running in the woods where you can't really make out what's going on, and it's just her screaming for about ten minutes. That part of the movie yeah. is usually the worst part, and this at least avoids that. Cause it never feels like you can't you can't tell, you know what's happening. Like yeah. the chasing always has context. You always understand where you are, and there you go. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's fair. So, anything else you'd like to add, Tim, that we've uh, we've glossed over? I mean, I'm trying to think. Like, we didn't go super in depth into that many scenes, but again, I don't feel like there is. Uh, yeah, you know, like like super standout stuff to to talk about. The, the, there's her hiding with the rats. Yeah, uh, and he you know puts his arms to the wall. That's right before the guy that gets killed in the chandelier. There's. I mean, you actually see like. Leatherface actually making oh actually that's one thing uh, that we glossed over this is actually pretty stupid but of course they have to give us a reason why uh, yeah. Leatherface is Leatherface he he had bad skin condition that people made fun of him for skin cancer I think or something like that the skin condition yeah I don't know yeah I think like they they literally like say like skin disease or skin condition like and yeah he has, right. to, he has to cover up so he wears masks <laughs> he can't just be a weirdo who likes to wear people's faces he has to have yeah. a skin condition that causes it yeah that no that's that's a clear it's... fault that when we do the halloween remake which will be a little while because that'll be <laughs> next halloween that'll be next october next year mm. you'll hear me rage about them having to mm. explain why michael myers is the way he is this isn't as, a big, as big a deal because it's like a throwaway little moment. Yeah, yeah. Like they don't linger on it, but it was still something that stood out to me. Be like, what? What? That's so unnecessary. Yeah, it's a couple. Don't lines... try to make me empathize or sympathize with. Yeah. Leatherface. Um, yeah, it's just a couple of lines of dialogue, and it's like you see his face briefly. Like, mm-hmm. so it's not a whole lot of screen time. It's not that big a deal, but it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, now you're right. That 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 should be called out. That is Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, 2003, the remake. Tim, what would you rate yeah. it out of 10? Jeez, uh, I, I feel like the f- originally I was thinking like 6.5, but after talking about it, I feel like my initial reaction is getting a little lower. Uh, I'm still going to give it a somewhat decent score. I guess I'll go with a 6. Like I, I think it's a little better than average, but not that much. I think that's been a little bit generous for my taste. Um, mm. I I'm actually going to go as low as a four point five. Oh wow! Um, I was going to give it a five, right? I was going to give it a five because mm. it's kind of straight down the middle. It doesn't make me angry, and it definitely doesn't make mm. me angry. But here's the problem: there's so much of it that just kind of misses the point, and it mm. kind of just exists because it exists like you know it is kind of pointless like it feels pointless mm-hmm. uh, and it because it misunderstands how to actually build the tension and build the horror and what makes the movies work and it just kind of does generic music to tell you what's happening and all these other things uh there's just enough of it that i think it doesn't get right that i mm. i have to go a little bit lower than a five so 4.5 is my okay. my score so which is you know lower than i, I don't remember what i get what, what i would have given it like at the time but it was definitely not that low yeah like i feel 
I mean, again, it's been a it's been a long time uh, since I've seen it, but at the time, I probably would have given it like a decent like seven at least, maybe even a seven point five. That was what I was going on by memory, but yeah, rewatching is pretty. It's actually disappointing because uh, yeah, just, now <laughs> I mean, this is a really boring thing to say, but to sum it up, it's just really generic. Yeah, and I I wonder if maybe we have better memories of it because at the time, like we said, this kind of kicked off uh, movies that kind of looked and felt like this. Maybe at the time it felt a little different. Um, but like looking back uh, on mean, it now, when sure. we kind of have this sea of shitty early 2000 movies. I mean, but... we, we were teenagers. Maybe we saw this before we saw yeah. a lot of other things. You know, maybe it just fared better because of that. I don't know. True. Certainly watching it now, though, it just it kind of feels generic and ill-advised. and mm-hmm. Not anger-inducing. It's not like the worst thing ever by any means. It's just kind of there. It just it kind of exists. Uh, yeah. And that's it. So there you go. That's Texture Chainsaw Massacre. Let us know what you think of the movie and the comments below. Uh, like, subscribe, and all that stuff. Um, if you want to help us out, go over to patreon.com slash TV. You can do that over there. You get some bonuses, including voting. And I'm not going to tell you what they are. Uh, in the next episode, I'll actually announce what, what the, the voting is. But the vote, because obviously, basically, once a month, patrons get to vote. In the $5 tier, they get to vote for one movie that we're going to do the following month. Uh, you know, this this month we did the Fall of the House of Usher, which won the, the vote for mm-hmm. last month, for this month. N- because next month we're voting for October because you know September we're going mm. to so we're voting for October there and we're doing extra episodes in October because we do the October thorn which is basically just us squeezing out as many episodes as we can possibly ma- uh, manage so because of that the patrons are going to be getting two votes <gasps> right they're going to get two mm. votes but on top of that there's going to be a third vote which is open to everyone so there's going to be three votes in total. Patrons will get to do all three, and then there'll be one of them will be for the public as well. Uh, and I'll reveal at the end of the next episode what the actual votes are, what the movies are, because uh, that next episode will be uh, in September. So, uh, so yeah, so go and check out Patreon. Uh, but that is us. So thank you once again for watching. Keep watching scary movies, and we'll see you next time.